Hey everyone, welcome to this podcast brought to you by Raptor Aid and hosted by me, Jimmy Hill. During the coronavirus lockdown, we decided to host some live interviews with raptor conservationists and experts from all over the world. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded during the lockdown period live on Facebook. Apologies if some of it sounds a little bit disjointed and we go a little bit off track with questions from the audience, but hopefully you'll enjoy listening to your favourite expert right here on Raptor Rambles. In this interview, we meet Nadine Shazad, who runs a wildlife rescue rehabilitation centre in New Delhi, India. Nadine, alongside his brother, rescues a whole host of different birds of prey. And during this interview, he tries to show us behind the scenes of his wildlife hospital. Now, it doesn't really work as a podcast, so apologies if this seems a little bit disjointed and also the Wi-Fi plays up at times. If you want to check out the video, please jump on our Facebook or YouTube page. Right, okay. Uh, welcome those of you that have tuned in. Um, sorry we're a little bit late. Uh, there's a few technical issues and Nadim's had to have a fiddle with his, his Wi-Fi to, to try and get it to work. So we've, today, we're for Facebook Q&A, we've invited... Nadim and your brother, you're we you're wearing masks because you're working, aren't you? In that you're in the you're working doing your rehabilitation. That's right, isn't it? Uh, so let me. Uh, shall I introduce? To, yeah, yeah. Uh, by, by all means, introduce yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is Nadim Shahzad. Um, uh, we are running a, a raptor rehabilitation organization in New Delhi, India, and. Um, we basically focus on raptors plus uh, water birds. Um, uh, there's uh, some uh, discrimination in uh, India about uh, the birds, what their diets are. So uh, we are having exclusive facility for what they call non-vegetarian birds. So we have uh, all sorts of non-vegetarian birds with us, including raptors and water birds. Yeah. So. We have a very small facility right in our house. And uh, actually we are very limited staff we have. And right now let me introduce you to Muhammad Saul. He's my real brother and uh, he's uh, working with us. Hi. Good, good afternoon. <laughs> so this, this is your brother, is it Nadim? Yes, 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 yes. So, so you you both you both started this together, didn't you? How yeah. long ago was it? How long ago was it you started this? Yes, I think around uh, uh, we started around uh, in, in two thousand three. Two thousand and three, brilliant. And it was, yes. I mean, it's it's quite. I mean, it's quite something because, like Nadine said, this is all done in your house, isn't it? And you've you've just taken it upon yourselves to start rehabilitating in 2003, rehabilitating, but, well, what we know as birds of prey in, in India, obviously non-vegetarian uh, non non birds. And what species make up the bulk of your work then? Uh, basically we have this, uh, most of the cases are of black kites. 
about 90% of them are black heads. Yeah. And we got uh, some uh, barn owls also. Yeah. And uh, there's a sparrow hawk called Shikra. We got few of them. And sometimes we get eagles also, like uh, crested serpent eagle, booted eagle, short toed snake eagle, and uh, some Egyptian vultures. We have uh, Egyptian vultures remaining. Other vultures are not seen in Delhi, but they are in different parts of India. But 90% of the population has been declined. Sorry, 99% of the population has been declined. Only 1% is surviving right now. Yes, so, yeah. We get some uh, water birds, we get egrets, water hens, herons, and uh, we have those stone curlews and lapwings and all. Uh, sometimes we get pancake stock also, stalks, and we even got the pelican. And crane sometimes, flamingos. Very rare. So you do, so, so yeah. So okay. Hornbills also. They, they, they have a mixed diet, food and meat, so we get hornbills also. So it's, so it's how many, on, on average then, because I just want to cover um, the sort of background. You, you, you It's quite interesting. You, you and your brother, um, you, you don't you, originally you didn't have a veterinarian background did you what were you what were you doing before um before you went into you know wildlife rehabilitation you mean uh, uh, about the different wildlife related or uh, professional so yeah professionally was it have i got it right were you were you selling bath bathroom pot stuff things for bathrooms and stuff like that beforehand uh, yeah, we, we manufacture uh, liquid soap dispensers and we also manufacture some bathroom uh, fitting, some accessories and yeah. uh, uh, those, uh, we also have this uh, fountain, uh, nozzles of the fountains, you must have seen yeah. those decorative fountains in pools and we also manufacture the nozzles of uh, Let me introduce to another uh, uh, of ours, okay. Kali uh, Rahman, and he is working with us for three years, I think. Brilliant. Uh, he is right now here. Hi, hi there. Welcome on Raptor Aid. How, how are you? How are you? How are you enjoying? And how are you finding the Raptor the Raptor rehabilitation work? Then for free, uh, you've been doing that for three years. Um. It's a very good experience in your life. And, uh, it's a um, nice experience. Good, good. Keep, keep, keep up the good work. That's brilliant. Well done. Keep up the good work. Nadeem, so are you, Nadeem, I, the reason I was asking you about the, the your, your previous, your bathroom thing, because I, I just wanted to get across to people that, you know, a, a large part of what you do is, has been supported, you know, by, uh, you know, your external work, so your bathroom stuff is, is, is you put not just time and and energy into into the rehabilitation but you're having to fund a lot of it yourself through through other through your other enterprises that's right isn't it 
A lot of a lot of the work and that you're doing with the wildlife rehabilitation, you've had to self-fund, haven't you, through through your other through your other enterprises and, and through the bathrooms and, and the soap dispensers. Um it, I, I think it's quite important to get across to people that you know you, how much you've sacrificed and put into into it yourself. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a funny thing, and for a long period of time, we uh, utilize our own funds from our own pocket. But for the yeah. past uh, few years, we are getting support from uh, and uh, we're getting uh, some uh, donations, so it's uh, very helpful for us. And uh, for the last few years, we the business is not going good. There's a slowdown in business in India, also, is one of the factors. Luckily, we get some fun, so we are still running. So you, so you are, you're becoming ever, ever in, increasingly um, dependent on donations and support from people, you know, ex yes. externally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right um, now, the uh, financial condition of ours is that we cannot run it from our pocket, our own pockets. The business is really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just think it's important for people to really because obviously I followed you for for a while now and I so I understand I understand a bit about the background. I think it's important for people tuning into this to realise that yourself and your brother are, are you doing you're doing this yourself really. You're not a big you're not a big organisation that's got government support or or you know thousands of pounds. You're you're running this out of your house, off your own pocket, but you're doing a you're doing a fantastic job because essentially, how how many species would you? Or, or sorry, how many individual birds would you say you're you're rescuing and rehabilitating a year annually? Uh, we are uh, uh, keeping account of them, and uh, it's about eighteen thousand five hundred right now, more than eighteen thousand five hundred. That's it. That's in that's in total, is it? Yes, the total number. So that's so. And you can take it from the 2010 mainly. Right. Before 2010, there was not such so much of the rescue work. Mm -hmm. And post 2010, you can just say in last 10 years, it's 18,000 birds. So you so you're looking at roughly sort of around 2,000 birds a year. Yes. Your yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is and and of course. You're you're based in Old Delhi. That's right, isn't it? No, we have shifted to a suburb part of North Delhi. North, right? Okay. Yeah, in North Delhi and uh, not in Old Delhi. Yeah. Our old house in Old Delhi, and uh, it uh, was a very small house, so we didn't have much space. So yeah. we built our house on the plot we own, and uh, here this is the office of ours. It is used as a uh, treatment room and office for our organization as well as for our business and um, the rooftop is where the enclosures are where we keep the birds yeah, and keep yeah. those small baby birds around uh, in, uh, in this office so it's back up as our, uh, our nursery yes. and keep some uh, critical patients here or it's our ICU also, you can say that. Brilliant, yeah. So in terms of, 
let's just cover then obviously black kites are, are, are like you say 90% of the work you do uh, just just explain to people what the main the main injury what's the because there is what there's a specific thing that you come across a lot isn't there with your there's a maybe of a black kite oh. right now there's a, a baby season going on okay more, uh, has been fed and is uh, uh, for sleeping. Just let me <laughs> let him sleep. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of cut uh, uh, wound birds when we get uh, this. And um, some of them are uh, have fractures also because the, the, the thread is so sharp that uh, it sometimes slice off the bone. Right. And uh, the, the cut is very clean, sharp. Just been, it looks like that someone, some surgeon actually has cut the wing. So right. the, uh, it's not kind of lacerations, it's a kind of clean. Clean cut. Uh, cut. Yes, very clean and very neat and clean cut. So, so the the young black kite, the young black kite that you've just showed us there, that's that's fallen out of a nest, has it? Yes, and we will get see more in the season also. This mainly we get the juveniles. Uh, you can call them the branchers, which are out to learn how to fly or explore the world around, and they fall off and ended up with us. And sometimes uh, they should be left where they are, but people do not understand that. They just yeah. uh, um, pick the bird and uh, drop it in a bird hospital or, or a rescue center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I, yeah, I understand that. Uh, the we we have the same thing here in the UK. People sometimes, often, baby birds that have just fledged need to be left where they are, but. But people will pick them up, thinking they're helping them, and and then obviously it's it, it puts a strain on on rehabilitation centres. Um, so yeah, we we have a similar thing over here. In terms of in terms of the one of the things that I think you're quite well known for is your your sort of pioneering work in many respects in India of of fixing lacerations. Do you want to do you want to just talk a little bit about the, the work you've done and, and where they come where the injuries come from to black kites especially uh, yes as I told you the, the, the thread of the kite uh, paper kite flying it's yeah. very sharp uh, it's it is coated with the powdered glass so it's uh, very sharp if uh, when when in the when it is properly have tension in the spring. And uh, whenever a bird, a flying bird, collides with it, uh, it uh, got those uh, nice cuts. Not lacerations, but very clean, nice cuts. Right, okay. So uh, uh, when the bird is cut, uh, it's uh, the damage is done. And the, uh, let me uh, uh, compare our arm with the wing of a bird. Yeah, yeah. So we have yeah. similar type of bones and similar type of uh, muscles and uh, muscles we have. So, but the, the birds have a special uh, another kind of uh, this called uh, long tendon of patagium. 
So it is called TPLP. So I, uh, let, I, I think Saud will be able to explain it better. And let okay. me just, uh, just he's just uh, doing a bandage right now. So yeah, yeah, uh, no. Well, I, well I, can do, I can just I can I can explain to people. So those people that are sort of half understanding it because it it confuses people because we're talking about birds which as in black kites but the the main thing that's injuring them is actually paper kites and the and the strings that you the uh, the paper kites are flown with are coated with glass aren't they powdered glass and am i right the idea is that people would battle their their paper kites and try and cut each other's strings with the with their glass coated strings but unfortunately the string is left up in trees and 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 birds of prey like black kites will fly into it and and that's what's cutting and damaging their wings that's that's essentially it isn't it yes yeah, the thing is that um, even when the thread is uh, stuck in the branches and it's hanging and uh, sometimes the birds they fly in and they get entangled in the string. Yeah. So they are hanging on the tree, and sometimes they are not seen by anyone, and they ultimately start to death. Yeah. Or uh, sometimes thread uh, entangle in their neck, so they are strangulated. Yeah. It depends how yeah. the, what uh, situation they are in. Yeah. So we get a lot of cases, I think four or five of these calls daily we receive, but we forward them to the fire department as they have, uh, they, are, uh, they are doing a very good job of uh, rescuing birds which are entangled in the thread. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I, I think I remember talking to you before about how you, how you get birds, the birds sometimes down. And I think well, last time we spoke, you said it's sometimes quite difficult. It's it's sometimes impossible to be able to reach some of the birds. Is that right? I guess, and we have this uh, very small, uh, very narrow lanes in India, and in Delhi, some parts are very congested, and the vehicle of the fire department couldn't enter the places. So yeah. that time, we uh, the fire department people they call us, and we go for to assist them, and we have some uh, uh, poles made up of uh, those pelment pipes used in the house to hang the curtains. So we just assemble them and make a, around 30 feet long um, makeshift long pole and we use it to uh, pull the bird out of the thread. But yeah. it has to be done very carefully because sometimes people they pull the bird and the string which is stuck on their wing uh, they just uh, break the bones of the wings. Yeah, yeah, so it makes it worse. And very yeah. carefully. Yeah. Uh, just we have to break the branch or the string, mm -hmm. and do not, do not. We should not pull the bird. Yeah. Itself. So it, it has to be done very carefully. Yeah, absolutely. And just talking about because obviously here in the UK, I mean, when we talk about paper kite flying. Um, you know, it's it's uh, something you maybe do as a kid, but in India, it's quite a big part of your culture in cer in certain ways, isn't it? So, 
you know, that at certain times of year, certain festivals, there's hundreds or thousands of kites being flown. Is that that's right, isn't it? Yes, uh, it's a, a very old uh, tradition, and the people they uh, they have uh, two uh, mainly we have two um, kite flying festivals. One is in uh, January, it's 14th, 15th of January, yeah. where the, all over India you, you can see the sky flying. Uh, but in Delhi, uh, we have the sky flying festival on 15th of August, when we have this Independence Day. And that is the only specifically for Delhi. The rest of the India, they do not fly kites on in August, they fly kites in, December, in January. So in yeah. Delhi, we have the sky flying in August, but uh, the kite flying is a year-round thing. So you can, like in April, you will see kite flying every every time of the year. Mainly, it also yeah. depends on the school holidays. Okay. Mainly the children who are flying kites, and um, when uh, in weekends we have more kite flying as compared to weekdays, and some summer break or winter break whenever we have, but the summer is too hot sometimes that the people do not fly kites. It's right, too hot yeah. to be on out in the sun like kites. Yeah. So at the uh, our very hot time of the year, like May and June, we have very little kite flying. Right. And but in, nevertheless, people obviously still lose the kite strings and there they get left up in trees and, and and tangled up in things for the birds to get tangled in and and that's all year round, isn't it? That that effect that effect. Yeah, the the, the string. Uh, uh, there are two type of strings. One is the cotton one, which is a very uh, which is a traditional Indian kite flying thread. Cotton yeah. string coated with glass. And yeah. uh, recently we had this nylon thread, which was uh, imported from China. Yeah. But they are now locally being manufactured in India, uh, which is com commonly known as a Chinese thread. It's a nylon thread, and it is also coated with uh, powdered glass, and sometimes used to be coated with powdered metal. Right. So that was a very dangerous thread. Yeah. Because it was strong nylon, so it is really difficult to break and if that thread is uh, hanging from a tree it is uh, remain there even after many many days uh, the, the uh, cotton one it uh, degrades over the time like sunlight and, and rain and all but yeah. this nylon thread it, it doesn't go anywhere it is there and it is very fresh and very strong and when the bird got entangled, entangled in that, uh, that is really difficult. Otherwise, like the large birds like kite, they used to sometimes break the cotton thread and free yeah. themselves and they can yeah. fly off. But in the nylon thread, it is not possible even for a large bird to break free. Break free, yeah, yeah. So obviously, w once they get tangled on, going going back to what you were talking about with the with the wings. So it's a certain part. I, I understand what you're talking about. It's it's a certain part of the wing, isn't it? Sort of the patagium um, tendon, which which. Yes. Is. So, so the, the, when you see a bird wing, the shape of the front part of it. It's uh, uh, make some kind uh, kind of a uh, very aeronautically friendly. The shape of that wing is uh, 
mainly because of there's a tendon. Yeah. And it is uh, right in front of the bird. Yeah. So whenever the when the uh, thread hit the bird, the very first thing which is severed is that tendon. Yeah. Along with the skin. So. Actually, Saud was asking, so let me just, he is finished with the dressing and all that. Right now, it's in an anesthesia, so it's been recovering from anesthesia. Yeah. You can see there's a pin. Yeah. So this was a, some uh, um, bone uh, implant. Uh, it was, had a fracture. Yeah. So, so that that bird there is under anesthesia at the moment, and Saud has been working on it. Um, and and there's bone fracture in it, so the pins in there to fix the bone as well. Yes, it's been uh, actually he's uh, changing his dressing and all. Right. Okay. Fantastic! I didn't think we'd see. I didn't think we'd get a live bird on the on the uh, on on the thing. That's that's brilliant. And so that bird's been treated, and and you ch changing the dressing. Um, what are the what are your sort of obviously it's very dependent on the the severity of the injury. How successful are you at repairing the, the these particular? Um, tendons and, and getting the birds flying again? Um, we first decide uh, which uh, bird needs surgery, which, with, with what we can possibly be able to repair. Yeah. Like some cases are beyond repair. Re yeah. So first of all, we have to select which bird uh, we should uh, invest our time with. So the cases which are beyond repair, we do not attempt their surgery. Yeah. And the ones which we attempt is about more than 80% success rate. Between 70 and 80% success rate. Wow. So, so, so sorry, that was more than eight, more than 80% success rate and get and yes, getting birds and, and that's to get them flying again and, and you're you're releasing them and they fly off. Absolutely. Yes, the, the, the recovery of those successful rate is perfect. Like, Brilliant. it's not like that a bird is limping or doing something uh, not able to. Yeah. So, when the bird is uh, up to 90% of its capability to fly, like the movement, uh, we can just have an idea by the movement of the wing when the bird is flat free. So, you can say that the, those, the um, success rate, it de depends. Uh, we call it a successful case when the bird is able to fly perfectly. Yeah. If it's not able to fly perfectly, it's not a successful case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. And all the tendons are, uh, we uh, repair a lot of tendons, and uh, it is uh, some of the veterinarians. They are very surprised at how the tendons are uh, recovered. Uh, most of the cases, uh, the, the uh, veterinarians are not that much hopeful for the tendons. They said that if the tendon is severed, then 
it's next to impossible to fix them. Yeah, but, but of course, very good results, very good results. But, yeah, uh, you, you've been invited over to because you because you're so successful at it. I, again, you've been invited over to America, haven't you? Before now to deliver, you know, talks at conferences based on on the work that you're doing. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yes, we have been to an NWRA conference in 2018, and we presented our work, and uh, we made the video of the birds which we were released, which were recovered from those injuries. And the people that we told them that you are the best judge to see the flight, uh, see the movement, movement of the wing, and just you can decide how successful uh, the work is. Yeah. We get a lot of praises actually. Uh, so the South is free now, and so he can just ex explain the part. Yeah. We have some words. So we have uh, uh, two we have two cases of today which need surgery. And yeah. They are right uh, with uh, us. So we keep the birds in the boxes. Yeah. And uh, this is a black kite. Yeah. This is an old wound. Yeah. It dried and it needs uh, surgery. First, we have to. Uh, refresh the wound. Uh, we will uh, remove the uh, dead tissues from the muscles and the skin. Then we will uh, separate the surgery. Uh, Millie need to be uh, refreshed. The wound has been dried. So all tissues which are already dried and that has to be removed first. And yeah. when the wound is fresh after removing all those dead tissues, then uh, the sutures will be able to set in on the fresh uh, yeah. tissues. So there's another bird. These are today's kids. We collected in the morning. Yeah. So, so these birds arrived to you this morning. Yes, we, we go and collect birds from other hospitals. This is the tendon uh, which Nadim uh, uh, uh -huh. was uh, talking about. So yeah. there's a tendon so, uh, is also severed. Okay. The one I was talking about, the long tendon. Uh, the long tendon. It's <laughs> This is the long and then the yes you, you see this this part this part yeah. this is a long tendon which uh, from gives the shoulder to wrist so from this point it starts the tendon and end up this is a shoulder joint and this is the elbow joint wrist. yeah so, elbow. It's the wrist joint the wrist joint uh, yes uh, elbow is carpal there. joint yes elbow is here yeah this is the shoulder and this is the wrist joint, the carpal joint. So this tendon goes from wrist to wrist to shoulder. So yeah. shoulder to wrist. 
so this is uh, is severed on on the right wing so it need to be and, fixed and uh, it is uh, it got uh, multiple muscle cut there is this is a uh, emr it's a, there's a muscle uh, which uh, helps in spreading the wing like the, the wing has to be uh, uh, like it's like uh, yeah uh, this it has cut and uh, pronator uh, profundus and uh, pronator superficialis these muscles so you can see that the uh, uh, hand sword is moving so yeah. you can have an idea this uh, these muscles have been severed so you cannot move your hand like this so yeah, the, so the, the, so the bird is yeah, the bird's unable to open its wing, basically. Uh, yes, the, the bird will can uh, not uh, be able to move its uh, wing like this. And uh, uh, this EMR, uh, this muscle, which uh, helps the wing to spread like this. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, using my this muscle. It is EMR, this muscle. And uh, it is pronator uh, profundus. It's this muscle. I am moving my hand like this. Yeah. So uh, it is old case. It's uh, uh, around uh, two, three days old. So we have to refresh the muscles. Then. Yeah. We have to suture the muscle, the skin, and uh, the, the tendons. And reattach so everything. Uh, it will take around a month uh, to recover and uh, take flight. Yeah, basically, the, the bandage is on for uh, 15 days to 20 days. And yeah. when the bandage is removed, it takes about eight to ten days for the bird to uh, fly off from our center, from the enclosure. It takes some yeah. time to get used to the new repair thing. So, so the so the the how how long? Just going back to the to the actual the surgery. How long usually does the does the surgery take on those two birds? So you you obviously anesthetize them and then start the procedure how long normally does that take it takes about an hour for one surgery and then the birds are bandaged and the bandages are left on for two two weeks, two weeks. To yes. 20 two weeks. days and then uh, 15 to 20 days it takes for the bandage for the and around uh, 10 to 15 days it uh, need to uh, uh, to use its new wing uh, 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 new repaired wing uh, it need uh, uh, around 10 to uh, 15 days to control yeah. its new wing new repaired wing so it needs need around uh, uh, one month to 40 days 
from uh, surgery to release. So that's at uh, that point the birds are up on the roof in the in the aviaries and that gives them the ability to start using their wings, the wings, the repaired wing again. Is that right? Ah, yes, they practice flying. So yes. we do not help them in any way uh, apart from when we remove the bandage. We let them uh, do their own physiotherapy kind of thing or we do not intervene in that. We just left them there in the enclosure and they slowly uh, start developing the control over the new and they uh, keep on gaining some strength also because uh, for 20 days their wing was not moving so they need a little bit of time for their muscles to gain strength and get back to normal and moreover when uh, some parts you have naturally and it is cut severed and you just fix it so the overall structure of that part will be a little different from the original yeah so, so when they uh, uh, when the bandage is removed, we <coughs> be uh, feeling something different in them. So when they uh, start flying, they have they have to learn the adjustment they have they have to make for their flying to be near perfect. So yeah. I haven't ne uh, never have experience on myself this kind of surgery, but uh, I'm very sure that. It must be something which they feel different and yeah. they have to learn something out of it. But, but like you say, obviously the proof is in them when the birds fly off and then they're, they're not lopsided or, and you know, they're strong flyers, then you, you know that the operation has, has worked. And, and I know from working with black kites and yellow-billed kites in captivity, what incredible flyers they are. They're, they're amazingly aerodynamic. So, so yeah, the, the work that you're doing is just, it's wonderful. It's, it's absolutely fantastic um so what well what we'll have to do nadim all being well we'll have to we'll we'll have to get um you'll have to send me an update on them two birds now because i'll have people asking me they'll want to know in a month's time how those how those two birds that we've just seen are doing so i, I, can, I can do one thing i can uh, go upstairs at the enclosure and we can discuss the birds which are on different phases of recovery we have uh, yeah, bird recovering on the enclosure the enclosure yeah okay we can do yeah we've got we've got i've got plenty of time so yeah that that'd be that'd be great if you want to show us some birds that are that are being oh yes so, so um we will be going upstairs and uh, uh, let me see if uh, by chance if this line got disconnected you can connect it again yeah, if it gets if it if it gets disconnected, we'll do. I'll I'll try and send you a. I'll send you another link um, to this meeting, and we can try and connect it again. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, that's okay. Just let me have a. a, a let me show you the place around. Uh, this is our workshop where we manufacture those. Uh, Bathroom bath fittings and all for the bathroom fittings, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is our uh, workshop uh, factory, whatever you can say that. And right now, because of the COVID nineteen lockdown, we have to display this kind of uh, on duty wildlife services. Brilliant, yeah. So our vehicle uh, 
is not stopped by police. So yes, the, a curfew kind of uh, lockdown we have in India. Nobody yes. is allowed to step outside, outside their houses, only just to buy food and essential things. Yeah. So if you are uh, seen outside, you can even be arrested. So yeah. we have to take some precautions for it. Yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. So you have to have special permission to be out, yeah. yeah so I'm just uh, taking you upstairs. So someone's just asked a question um, regarding the kite string. Is there are there any efforts by the government or anyone to to make to stop the persecution? It's not persecution directly, but is there any way to stop what's going on? Hmm. Um, Hello, are you getting well, yeah. my... Uh, yeah, so we've got you back. Hope the internet might go a bit quiffy here. We'll, uh... This is our main enclosure. Yeah. Wow. And you can see this, this section of the roof is open, always open. Yeah. So a bird which is flying can go out. Okay. And so they can it, come so in also like at the time of. So if if they want to come and go, then they can. Juveniles when they go out. Yes, they can go and they can come back also like the juveniles uh, when they need food, they come back and have their meals here. Brilliant. Uh, yes. Are those uh, Egyptian vultures, the white ones? Yeah. And we can go inside this. Yeah, we we're struggling we're struggling with the internet connection, Nadim, so we can't we can't really hear anything you're saying. Okay, so 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 you are getting my so you were uh, were getting the video of the enclosure which i yeah we, we we got a little bit we got little bits of it we saw, we saw the birds in the enclosure and we we definitely got an idea of 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 um of yeah what you're using for, for them once they've once they've been operated on what would uh, we can do that we have to change some dressings so 
we can remove the old dressing and uh, you can have an idea of that how well the recovery is going on or what it lacks. Yeah, that'd be, um, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. So just let me just arrange for those. Uh, Nadim, we can't we can't hear the audio's gone off. I thought this was gonna be a fun one to do. <laughs> Nadim, we can't hear you. The the audio's off. Maybe you meant to turn it off, I don't know. I think, okay, so I mistakenly pressed the mute. No, that's all right. Don't worry, we've got you back. That's why no, no audio was. Okay, I think the problem is fixed now. So, yeah, yeah, we've got we've got you back. So the, just to ask the the kites that are in that aviary, how how many of them are juveniles, and roughly how many of them you you've operated on? Uh, so again, I was just asking in in the aviaries there, roughly how many of the birds are juveniles, and how many of them have you operated on? Okay, just let me. Okay, just yeah. Are you getting the Yeah, the Wi-Fi is not very good at all, Nadim, so it just keeps freezing and, and we're not really hearing anything. Just bear with us and we'll see if we can get Nadim back. Oh, yes, you are there. <laughs> I thought that we are disconnected. No, no, it's it, yeah, it's just the the Wi-Fi is not very good, so it keeps dropping in and out. Yes, it's perfect. So we have uh, some of the juveniles like this one, and uh, we even have some old cases like this. What is so this is one is a surgery case and 
we have marked on the bandage that it is having the surgery was done on 9th of april yeah and it is just long tendon and this emr muscle has been severed and been fixed yeah and it, the bandage has to be final bandage i think it need to be removed now so okay. we will uh, remove the bandage and see that is need another bandage or it has to be the bandage has to be removed so yeah. we have some cases uh, which are very old with us uh, even for few years old which are they just don't want to leave <laughs> right okay they 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 uh, sometimes if they they are in good mood they go out they fly and then they come back so this is their home and we so, have uh, some old cases also the one which have a uh, um, cataract in their eye and because of the cataract they cannot fly uh, they are yeah. two kites with us and that is black eared kite it's yeah. a migrating one which come from the steppes of russia yeah bangladesh pakistan all these places and they came here they developed the cataract and they cannot fly back so yeah. they spend winters here and summers up in north and uh, let me show you the one which we... इसको पकड़ ले यारी ना इसको यारी हाँ पकड़ लेना इसको So I, I asked I asked before Nadine I don't know if you could it, whether you could hear me how how many of these birds are juveniles and how how many of them have you operated on and fixed Okay this is the one you can it has cataract in the eye Okay yeah and this is the one the migratory one it needs to go back in summers but for 2 3 years it is with us because it cannot do those Yeah cataract surgery Yeah Yeah, so so the we were talking about the juveniles and the surgery one. We have uh, um, uh, uh, how many juveniles are there? Right now, it's about twenty juveniles right uh, in the uh, in this enclosure. Yeah. And uh, the surgery cases, I think, is how many surgery cases? five or six surgery cases which are recovering right now yeah and two are at downstairs which need to be surgery and um, right now someone just handed over a sparrow baby sparrow how oh, so you yeah you get brought all sorts yeah yes yeah, somebody knocked on our door and uh, and it over course brought you a baby sparrow yeah um what in terms of when you when you can if you can't fix a bird and it's unable to fly what what's your what's your policy do you do you euthanize them or or what do what what's your what do you do uh, some cases are really bad and uh, like the uh, multiple fractures one which are already been the bones has been shattered and they are in lot of pain Yeah. So that needs to be uh, kept, and but uh, 
the wild birds um they are not uh, we are not allowed to euthanize them right okay so and, that, and that's part that's part of your culture isn't it uh, that the uh, government department uh, doesn't allow us to euthanize birds right okay so you, so you have are, to so you have to look after them then in, indefinitely uh, yes, most of the cases they just uh, die because of the stress and uh, overall blood loss because of the cut wounds we have massive blood loss hmm. and that is the one of the uh, number one cause of their death. Yeah. Also the gangrene when there's no blood supply and all the part is just decaying so it also causes septicemia and blood die of septic. Yeah, so, so the, the only thing you can do is just make them comfortable in the situation and, and yeah, uh, yeah. Give them some fluids and uh, painkillers and antibiotics. So yeah. as long as they are with us, they are comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, yeah, I had no idea you weren't allowed to euthanize them. That's quite, that's, I, yeah, I didn't realize that. What's, what's the, what, what's the reason behind, is there any reason behind that from the, what, the government? Why, why are you not allowed to euthanize them? Okay, the, this is, there is no provision in the law. Right. But yeah. there's, a, there's this kind of, uh, confusion kind of thing because there's a one government body which is called uh, animal welfare board of india yeah uh, is an advisory body on animal welfare and animal matters in india and they have issued a notification uh, and asking all the organizations to euthanize animals which are in suffering or uh, which are don't have any kind of uh, hope for their recovery yeah so they have advised uh, uh, non-government organizations and to animal shelters and all to euthanize but on the contrast that the other wildlife bodies which uh, do not support this so it's a kind of confusion and we have to um, talk to them about any this kind of which we have planned after this uh, um, and we'll see that uh, what we can do because we want that the birds which are suffering and which don't have any hope or any future to fly then they should be euthanized. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. Um, we'll understand that. Um, brilliant. Well, it's uh, it's brilliant work you're doing out there. That's that's for sure. Um, I'm sure you've got lots to get on with. So I, d I don't want to keep you for much longer because we've done nearly an hour. So I, I'm I'm happy to let you go and carry on with your work, Nadim, if you want. We are just changing a bandage, so uh, removing a bandage, and uh, we'll just show you that how the Okay, um, yeah. Going up the wall. Brilliant. That'd, so be, the that'd be great. Going downstairs and I'm just uh, going downstairs. Okay, yeah. 
we're going back to into the surgery, are we? Yes, I'm back in the office. So there's a bird which needs us bandage change. This uh, the surgery was done on the eighth of April. Yeah. Um, we're just uh, removing the bandage and seeing that uh, how it's been the wound is the, how the wound is right now. Yeah. Someone's just asked a question about the, the, the kite strings being illegal in India and, and whether whether there's any way that it can be enforced or, or because people have been or people have also been killed by the, the string. Um, is, is there any way it can be enforced or is it an impossible task? Uh, it, uh, the, the string was banned in 2017. Yep. Especially the nylon one. It's, uh, even the local manufacturing has been banned. Import is also banned. Yeah. So um, some states have uh, banned all kind of shaft string, including the cotton one and the nylon one. And some state has only banned the nylon one. So uh, it's a mix uh, um, ban. But, and the uh, enforcement part of it is very, very weak. The police has power uh, to enforce that ban, but uh, they are not that effective. Yeah, uh, you can find those nylon thread on the uh, stores when you. They do not keep it in open, but if uh, they trust you, they can uh, supply you. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, a few months back, there was a police raid in the. Our, uh, there's a biggest uh, kite. Market in Old Delhi, yeah. and some shops were closed and sealed because of they they were found found selling those thread. Yeah. So they also right now they are actually sealed by the um, magistrate. So the case is underway. So some so some places are being uh, closed. Yeah. Uh, this. So just cleaning the wound with the vitamin. Yes, over an iodine solution. Over an iodine solution. Yeah, iodine solution, just cleaning the wound, yeah. Sorry, the EMR has been joined. And uh, TPLT. Uh, you can see that the cut was from, from here this to point here. to this point. This right, yeah. Large cut. From this point to this point. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it is this uh, EMR extensor uh, metacarpalis radialis muscle. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, severed. And this uh, uh, pronator at uh, profundus was cut, and uh, this uh, TPLT. The I think uh, the tendon has not uh, recovered. 
Hepsi The tendon has not been uh, able to stitch back. Okay. Uh, would be able to flat because all uh, the rest of the muscles are joined properly. Repaired, yeah. And uh, uh, it will take around uh, uh, 10 days more for its uh, uh, working back. So it will require 10 days to practice its new wing and it will gradually learn how to fly. And it doesn't need a more bandage, it's the uh, uh, not required for it. So it will go for it will go for practicing flying and ultimately you'll be able to fly from that opening I showed you. Yeah. Oh that's brilliant. So there you go. What it's uh it, it just to show it does work and then obviously yeah that bird goes back into that aviary and the roof's open so it can come and go and eventually leave and um bec become a wild kite again. Yes, especially that opening is good for juveniles when they um, learn uh, how to fly and some, sometimes they learn how to find food so they can go out and when they are unable to find food, they can come back and yeah. eat at that place and they can go out on the search for next day. Absolutely, yeah, brilliant. And so this one is, uh, uh, the surgery was done on 5th of April. The first, yeah. EPLT and EMR muscle. These are the, the very first muscle and tendon would get about that. Just because of the shape of the wing is such that whenever the kite flying thread enters the body, it enters from this point only. Yeah. Because it's very, very rare to see cut on a different part of the body, apart yes. from this AGM and TPLT and EMR. Sometimes we go the muscle, which is called bicep muscle. It also got, gets work. And in very rare cases, uh, you can have those tricep muscle, which is just on the opposite side of the bicep. Yeah. It's all depend upon the kite, how it's flying and where the thread is and what maneuver bird did. Because at the very last moment, when they are very near to the thread, they detect it and they maneuver to avoid it. Yeah. So it, uh, at the very last moment, they try to save themselves. And uh, some of them get lucky and some of them they do. Yeah, of course. What, um, so, so what's the, what's the chances of other wildlife rescues working with you or do, do you work alongside other wildlife rescues in the area or are you pretty much solely the only people do, focusing on this? Um, are you, uh, the question is that the uh, wildlife rescue, uh, uh, please uh, report your question uh, and we'll do that together. Yeah, are there, are there any other wildlife rescues that, that you work alongside, or are you the only ones that are, are, are carrying out this work? Um, as far as I have seen, that only one other organization in whole of India is doing this kind of surgery. Yeah. So, um, 
mainly it's uh, uh, in Delhi at least. We are the only one who are having this kind of surgeries, doing this kind of surgeries. And in India, there's another one. So two of or, uh, or two organizations doing this kind of surgery in the whole of India, as, yeah. as, far, as, as far as I know. So uh, there's a lot of uh, work which we have to do just to spread the word that how to repair this kind of wound because they are in such a large number all over India. The yeah. pipeline is all over India. Yeah. And places like Pakistan and Bangladesh, we have, because we all have the same kind of culture, so we have kite flying in these countries also. Right, okay, and so yes, it's a big area. So, uh, so we, uh, there's a lot of things which has to be done, because the most, more, uh, rest of the uh, bird hospitals, what they do, they just uh, either suture the skin, skin only. They do not yeah, join they, the yeah. muscles and tendons. Sometimes they do suture the skin and they wait for the bird to fly, which they obviously don't yeah. because the, the muscles are not joined. And yeah. or some yeah. some uh, hospitals, they just bandage the wound. They do not suture at anything at all. Right, yeah. So, so, so someone, there's no way the birds ever going to fly. Yes, they, they, they do not fly. So, um, uh, a lot of organizations claim that they, they do suturing or surgeries, but they are limited to skin. So there is no way that the bird is flying at all. So sometimes uh, the, the, the wound is, uh, the, the damage is so little that uh, if they are not doing any kind of uh, proper suturing, the bird manages to fly. But they won't be able to fly perfectly, just, uh, uh, just uh, limping. Yeah. A limp kind of flight. Yeah, short distances. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is there any way? One of the questions I'm sure I'll get asked by people is that there's there's any way people can can support you, donations or anything like that. What, what is there? Or follow you? You've got a Facebook page, haven't you? I'll share that. Yes, um, right. In the process of getting approval from the government, because if uh, an organization needs some funding from foreign. Yeah. They have to get uh, one approval from the government. So yeah. we are in the middle of it, and we have already submitted our application uh, in the month of February. <clears throat> so it's, I think it's one or two months more uh, until we are get, getting approval or den denied the approval. So within two months, we are able to um, uh, tell you that if someone wants to donate, then how can they donate? Yeah, they can. You can accept donations from abroad. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep in touch with you anyway, Nadim, and we Raptor Aid will happily work alongside you in in trying to get some donations to support the the work you're doing because it's uh yeah it's it's brilliant it's really really good right I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll leave you in peace because we've done a good good solid hour I think of of talking about it. I really appreciate you showing showing us behind the scenes of of, of the work you're doing so. Uh, so yeah, thank thank you very much. I'll I'll end the live video and then uh then we can yeah we can have a chat. But thank you very much. Pass on my thanks to your brother as well and and your staff. That was that was really really good. Really interesting to see. Thank you very much.